Blog Talk Radio. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyberstation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyberstation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyberstation USA. Always on the go. Hard rock, soul, funk, we got it all here today. Derek Davies and Last Giant join us. It's Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts and by MySanFelipeVacation.com. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and today we're going to talk with rock, rock legend Derek Davies and a fresh face out of Portland for system and station band leader Ryan Heiss will be here. He's from Last Giant, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, I think we have a surprise guest on the line. Yes, we do. We have a surprise guest. Hello, this must be Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi. Hey, Patrick. Hey, everyone. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> Yay. This is Allison Arietta of Halo Circus. And first of all, Allison, happy birthday. Thank you. 25, 25. It's a good one. Feels good. Yeah, I can't even remember it, but that's neither here nor there right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have been putting up um, videos furiously, actually one this morning, too. And um, the East Lansing session video went up recently, too. So tell us about the East Lansing sessions. Well, we, we have this pre-order happening right now for the East Lansing Sessions EP um, that's going to be released uh, May 5th. So I'm encouraging everyone to go to our website um, before May 5th to order our new EP, which we recorded while we were on the road in Michigan, um, Lansing. And uh, it's, it's just a, it's a thank you to our fans for, for, first of all, getting us on the road and um, for allowing us to uh, get to know another side of ourselves. So, this, you know, this album is, is um, something that uh, most of our fans or people weren't expecting, but um, the feedback has been so, everyone's been so good to us. You know, we recorded it live in the rounds and um, pulled from our backgrounds. Uh, each of us had references of, like, Neil Young, and I grew up singing rancheras and, and westerns, so... We went there. We took it there, and um, you know, the Band-Aid music video uh, was a glimpse of, of just what we experienced while we were on the road. And um, you know, it's it, it's been a, it's been an incredible journey and ride. And and I'm just um, plowing through releasing stuff and and thanking people, and also just getting people to come on board. Go to the HaloCircus.com website and. Check out the pre-order. We have some cool stuff we're offering. Uh, 
people can order the, the, the exclusive East Lansing shirt. We have the coffee table picture book. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> We're doing a lot, and it's a lot of fun. Um, it's been terrifying, but also very beautiful. Um, it's very. It's this whole thing we, we're doing with the East Lansing sessions is just very personal. It's um, definitely a representation of, of what we experienced and, and learned from from tour. Well, you know, one thing about Halo Circus, many things about Halo Circus impressed me. But one thing about Halo Circus that that impresses me is how much your fans just love you and adore you all over the country. This tour you put together, which was all funded by the fans. I, yeah. I, I don't no, think uh, any other band could do that. We're, uh, I'm blown away. I, I'm, I'm so blown away. And, and you know, like uh, we, we've got some new fans. We've got some fans from, from my idol days that have, I mean, if you think about it, that was such a long time ago that they've stuck around this long to eat, to support and, and to enjoy um, this new band I'm in and to bring along new people. Um, it's crazy, you know, in, in the big picture of things in LA, you know, we're just a little band. We're just a little band trying to do weird new things. And, um, you know, we have, we have these people that, that support and love us and, and encourage us to keep going uh, it's is, it's really something special. We're very lucky and grateful. Which is why you're not such a little band, actually. But in <laughs> any case, I want to uh, I want to thank first of all again, happy birthday, and thank you for calling oh, in. You. And let's remind everybody where they can get a copy of the the EP, one of those limited run T-shirts, and also the picture book. Where do they go for that? Yes please go to halocircus.com. Um, the, the campaign is almost over. So uh, May 5th is the end of the campaign and just encouraging everyone to go to halocircus.com before that ends because the, you can still get the free remix that uh, John Taylor did of Band-Aid, which was really cool, and the coffee table picture book, which has a lot of uh, pictures we took on the road that no one's seen before and some behind the scenes of the recording studio when we were in there, um, the shirts, the uh, posters. You can request us to do covers. It's a whole, it's a whole thing a whole, we're doing. That's <laughs> a whole package. Well, thank you yeah. so much, and I look forward Thanks to, for to seeing me, you. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Oh, I, it's always a joy. Well, we do Aww. have to take a, a break right now and welcome in our affiliates, and when we come back, legendary rocker, Derek Davies, but first of all, well, why don't we just say hi? Because my my producer is telling me that everybody's here. You know, we uh, we are syndicated across the the East Coast and also in Florida, live on stations as well as as online. So let me just say hi to them. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live, welcoming our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. Also want to welcome everybody in London who's going to be listening tonight on the Artist Echoes Network. That's right. We're heard in, in London. So if any of you have questions or comments for our guests, you can call us live, 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If you're listening to the podcast or you're listening tonight in London or you're listening to the overnights in the East Coast, go ahead and, and send in you know, your questions and your comments, and we will forward them on to the guests. Now, before we meet the guest, our next guest, our broadcast partner, we have a broadcast partner 
wants to say something to you. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. And we're back. We're back. Don't forget now, worldarts.com. It's free. We're there, and you should be too. You know, it's not often that I talk to an artist who I can't quite categorize or even want to categorize. Today I'm talking with such an artist, Derek Davies. He's got 28 years of recording and touring under his belt, 12 albums, three bands, many, many collaborations. He's a legend in rock. And who can forget the intro and the machine gun tempo, a bad man cometh, or the howling message of American Jihad, or the addictive headbanging of Love Star. But at the same time, where do you put the sweet melody of Troubadour, Sensibilities of the Promise? That's what I mean. You can't categorize them. Davies' latest album, Revolutionary Soul, further breaks the category boundaries. Is it blues? Is it rock? Is it funk? Is it soul? Or is it something that incorporates and transcends all of the above? Well, I think it is. But most of all, it's fresh new music coming from Rock's Enduring Artists, and I am honored to welcome Derek Davis to Music Friday Live. Derek, welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? We're doing fine, and we're doing really right. fine because we, we listened to your music all day yesterday. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, first of all, just let me say congratulations on the album. I think it's a winner, and I expect great things from it, maybe even a Grammy nomination. Who knows? But I understand, <laughs> I understand that you produced it and you wrote it and you played all the instruments on many, if not all, the songs. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I played everything. Uh-huh. Yep. That's a big undertaking, uh, even if you know your way around a recording studio, which I know you do. Why did you decide to do it all solo? Well, um, mainly because I, I've got a recording studio at my house, and uh, the songs were kind of like uh, when I was putting them together, I would I would try a lot of different type of instrumentation on the on the songs, and since I could basically play everything, uh, I always kind of wanted to do it to see if I could, you know. And uh, on my last album, I played most of the instruments on probably. Uh, 70, 80 percent of the songs, but then I had some musicians come in and play some other stuff. And this one, I just, I, I just felt that I could do it all myself anyway. So, uh, why hassle with getting other musicians in there and then telling them basically what I would want them to play? And they would, you know, maybe so they might play something play a little bit different. That, yeah, that yeah. might might be, you know, might be a little bit different than the way I would play it. But you know, what I hear, you know. Uh, when I'm writing the song kind of in my head is kind of the direction I want to go to, you know, so I knew that I can do it. All right. Well, the proof is in the pudding or in the songs in this case. So let's play one of those songs. Let's play the title song. Let's play revolutionary. Awesome. Soul. 
accents in there. You've got that incredibly wonderful drumming, especially in the last third of the song. All very funky, but the overall beat and the feel is rock. Um, did you have to mm-hmm. work on that? Is that what you intended? Uh, you know, the, song, the songs basically kind of take a life on their own. I don't really know exactly how they're going until I start uh, putting the instrumentation down. Uh, that song was the last track that I wrote for the record. And uh, it just started off as a, as a riff, and as soon as I had the bass, I kind of wrote it on, on bass, and as soon as I had the riff, I knew that it was kind of an up-tempo, funky kind of thing uh, with some rock elements to it, of course. And then uh, at, at the same time, the new, every time you looked on the news, you know, it was all about the uh, election and everything, so I kind of, you know, put a little bit of angst in it and started, it wrote kind of like a song for um, for today, you know what I mean? What, what's okay. going on in today's world type of thing. You know, yeah. most of the songs I write are based like uh, about women and things like that or, or things in my life, you know, but this song was kind of like, yeah, I'm watching the news every day and everything seems to be, you know, revolutionary and, you know, everybody seems to be pissed off in the world about something. So I kind of thought, well, let me throw my two cents in, you know? <laughs> okay. Is is this song somehow a cousin to American Jihad? Exactly. <laughs> kind <laughs> okay. of how I felt back then too. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, it's, it's, it has that feel about it. Now, I said it. Yeah, the my wife always said my my wife my wife always told tells me that I have a pent up anger and stuff like that. I have anger issues. She says, you know, and I write them in the songs. I don't burst out publicly, but you know, in the songs, I put put what I'm thinking down. You now, well, you do have a line in there about having your fist in the air, but that um, uh, uh-huh. they let's move on on that one. I uh, and I said in the introduction that that. You're hard to categorize, and, and I really don't want to categorize you because your range is so large. Do you categorize you. yourself, or do you kind of move in and out of genres as the song demands? Um, well, you know, I, I kind of see myself as a songwriter, and um, I, when I write songs, I don't really sit down to write a certain genre. I just start, whatever starts coming out of me, I, I just start writing with whatever that direction may be. So, like for instance, right now I probably have about 25 songs that that aren't out there in the um, in the public, but a lot of them are they're so obscure that I'm not really even sure where to put them because um, I think I heard you say something about the Promise earlier in Troubadour, but then American Jihad, you know that that last album Revolt was 
was similar to songs that I have um, recorded now, but how do you explain it? You know, I just write whatever comes out. And so a lot of times some of the songs, they just don't fit really anywhere, you know? So I've got to write a bunch of them before there's like some kind of a thread of like, okay, these 10 songs fit. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not writing any country or rap or that kind of stuff. It's mainly soul, acoustic stuff. Um, I have a lot of different types of uh, um, influences, I I think. And and maybe that's why I just uh, write whatever pops into my head, you know? most of the time when I'm sleeping, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to play a bit of another song that, that seems to fit quite nicely. Um, this may be a little over the edge in some ways, but uh, I think it's wonderful. This is Rapture. Only thing that you were my love I would give anything popular bands of the 80s and 90s and, you know, Tesla and, 
uh, Cinderella, pretty much almost anybody that was uh, anybody back from probably 86 to about, you know, 2000 or whatever. And um, which is kind of where, where my band was at battle on AD. And yeah, monsters of rock is, is one of the funnest. Uh, it's one of the funnest festivals we, we, we play, you know, we play quite a few festivals in the last few years, but yeah. It, it's just fun, I think, because, you know, maybe you'll go to the Bahamas or something like that. So it's a paid vacation, you know, and a party. Is it so party. So, <laughs> Do they do it every year? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You're going to be on year. it this year? going out in February. Yeah. You're yeah, going to be on the boat. Oh, great. Okay. I don't think we're um, going to be on this one. I think we'll be on the next one. They, It seems like we kind of do it every other year, you know. I don't think they want to have the same bands every single year, you know, and I don't blame them. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Silver Tongue in Las Vegas uh, asks, uh, when when you play in Denver, and I guess you have a Denver date coming up, any chance you can book a gig here? I guess by here he means Las Vegas. In Vegas? Uh, you know, we played Count Vamps just uh, maybe about a year ago or so, and that's a really cool club um, in, in Vegas. It, it's really fun to play. And I think we're, we've are we been working on – the Babylon AD band, anyways, have been working on a new record. So we haven't played any dates or anything up this year, and I think our first date's not going to be till July, and then we do a tour in um, in August over in uh, Europe for two or three weeks. So um, tr- trying to hit Vegas, we'd probably play Count Dance again. It's a really, really, really super cool club. So I'm not sure right now, but we'll talk to our booking agent and see. Yeah. All right. Well, Silver Tongue, keep a uh, keep an eye on their website because all of their uh... Their their yeah. dates are up on their website, and that's www.derekdavismusic.com. You know, Derek, anyone who listens to your music, either the latest album or your work from the 80s and 90s, must wonder, at least I do, why you are, as one reviewer put it, scandalously underrated. Any thoughts on that? Is why bands <laughs> that in some ways are not nearly as good as you are uh, seem to get I breaks? have no clue, man. <laughs> <laughs> You wish you did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I right. wish I had a. I wish I could find you know exactly what the secret key is, you know. But I, I don't know, man. You know. Yeah. I'll, then again, I've always liked being the underdog of anything that I do in my life. So maybe okay. uh, it's just fate that I'm, you know, the underdog guy. You know, I don't know. Well, I, I I've actually find it very fascinating and hopeful that after a quarter of a century of music, you can still come out with an album that's innovative and up to the minute and as fresh as anything out there. So congratulations on that. Uh, You you played with an Eastern North Carolina band, Moonshine. Uh, How did a San Francisco native rocker link up with a North Carolina Southern blues band? Actually, no. Moonshine is from uh, Los Angeles. I think there might be a band called Moonshine Bandits out there, what you were talking about, referring to if if I'm... I think I'm correct about that. I'm not sure. But, okay. Um, no, right. Moonshine I'll was from it. Los Angeles. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a little yeah. closer, only 400 miles. How did you hook up with them anyway? Well, you know, um, Babylon AD was kind of on a hiatus for a few years there. And so uh, Michael Anthony from Van Halen uh, was backing uh, the band Moonshine before they were called Moonshine. And they were looking for a singer. So I went down an audition. I got the gig. And then we transformed into the band moonshine and i wrote a bunch of songs with them and uh we went in the recording studio and made a full-length album and it it came out great you know uh 
with the help oh. of Michael Anthony and uh, Jane Child and a few other people. It just, uh, the album was really, really super good. I just wish it would have seen more light of, the, light of day at the time, you know. But uh, it's, I think that's one of the most underrated albums, and anybody that ever uh, plays it always tells me, wow, this, this band could have been a super band, you know. It was kind of like Allman Brothers meet the Outlaws at Leonard Skinner's house, you know. It was really good. Um, <laughs> I like that, that picture. Well, where can people get a copy of it? Uh, well, that you can go to if you wanted to get a regular copy, you can go to cdbaby.com, or you could go to iTunes or Google or and anywhere online, Amazon. You know, uh, any, okay. anybody can pick that one up. You know, All the it's out there. Just, it didn't get a lot. It just didn't get. We just didn't do a lot of press on that record. You know, and I wish we would have. I wish we would have really pushed it because it's a great record. You know. Well, for everybody listening now, there is an opportunity to get a gem of a record that uh, you might have missed the first time around. That's Moonshine. So check out, you know, CD Baby and iTunes and all the usual places for that. Yeah. Now, you know, speaking of, of, of albums, uh, your catalog includes something called the Lost Session Blues. Um, are they really lost? And did you record them in Fresno? Uh, it's not called Lost Session Blues. It's called uh, uh, Fresno, the Lost Sessions, I think it's called. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I know it doesn't have nothing to do with blues. Um, that was that was demo tapes that Babylon AD had done for um, for Clive Davis for for Arista, and the songs uh-huh. were never released on a record. And we everybody kind of forgot about them. And one day I was going through uh, one of my um, I have gigantic uh, safe box type of thing with all my music in it, and I was kind of rummaging through there and. I came across an old reel to reel and I was like, Hey, wait a minute, I do remember doing a doing this session in Fresno. So, you know, I popped it on and I called all the guys and I said, Hey man, we got four four tracks right here, you wow. know, that never been released. You remember this song? Everybody's like, Yeah, I remember that, I remember that. So, um uh Babylon A D was get getting ready to start working on a on a uh, a live record, so we decided to throw that out there as an E P just for like a teaser type of thing. And I think we were getting ready to go to the monster, the rock cruise. So we, we kind of wanted a little bit of product out there to let everybody know that that one was starting to play out again. Yeah. That's what we right. used that for. Well, unfortunately mm-hmm. I don't have um, any of the, uh, the songs from that, but I do have one of your uh, really wonderful kind of melodious funk rock songs. This is um, stop and wait a minute. Mm-hmm.
is is really uh, addictive. It's it, it's sort of blues, but not quite. And the way you use your rock voice makes it totally unique. And and I love the way you bring in the B three. I love the way you use the B three all and everything. But uh, yeah, you know what more could you ask for? <laughs> um, how, why did you include that song in this album? Uh, well, I I kind of thought it fit, you know, with all the other stuff. I, I kind of see that thing as more of a, a soulful type of song myself, you know. Um, uh-huh. I used acoustic B3 and just a little bit of a tinkling of a, a electric guitar. And, yeah, I, I know my wife loved that song. <laughs> she she, oh, she so loves it, you know. And it fits perfectly. Yeah, so she was like, if you don't put this song on there, I'm going to kill you. So <laughs> I had to put it on there no matter what. <laughs> oh, well, I'm really glad you did that. That I think is the most addictive song on the album. It, it, it to me, it, yeah. it was. That's getting a lot of, of That's getting a lot of play too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No, I I love it. Well, we're almost out of time here, but uh, I want to play a little bit of one other song. This is uh, "Love and Abuse." song but unfortunately the clock says we are out of time so why don't you tell everybody where they can get their own personal copy of that song and everything else you've recorded yeah um yeah if anybody's interested in buying any of my stuff you know of course any you can go to anywhere online google play or amazon or itunes or cd baby if you want a hard copy just about anywhere has it nowadays um but uh if anybody wants to know any news news about what's going on um gigs coming up, shows, things like that. We've got one coming up in Salt Lake City on May 12th. Uh, that's the Revolutionary Souls, my soul band. And then I've got another gig on May 26th. That's the Revolutionary Souls also. And then Babylon AD will be playing out in June and July. Um, so if anybody wants to know anything about my my project, that uh, they would just have to go to DerekDavisMusic.com. And if anybody wants to know the, the latest on uh, Babylon AD and the making of our new app, record that will be out in October, they can go to BabylonAD.com. And okay. That's, uh, and make all sure you need to do to find out all the info. <laughs> okay, and make sure you let us know when the new uh, Babylon AD song comes out, and maybe we can have you back on and talk about it. Uh, Derek, oh, thank yeah. you. This has been lots of fun, and uh, I, I do you. hope to have you back on the air again. Thank you very much. That was Derek Davis and his new band, Revolutionary Soul. Follow him at DerekDavisMusic.com. We have to take a break now. When we return, Last Giant joins us. So don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this at all. But first, we're going to take a little trip to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, 
Enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities. You'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. When I grow up, I hope to have a voice like that. That's my Felipe Vacation, my son Felipe Vacation.com. And when you go to the website, use the discount code MFLA5 and you will get a discount on all of your lodgings and you'll have a lot of fun. You know, some rock music makes you dance and some makes you think. And I like it when music does both, which is not always easy. And exactly, that's exactly what the music of Last Giant does. The drums pound and the guitars wail and the lyrics soar. And through it all, there's thought, sometimes confrontational thought, and there's a worldview that demands your consideration. Founder and band leader Ryan Heiss produces bone-shaking rock that harks back to the 70s while staying firmly rooted in the present. He knows how to marshal his lyrics and his notes and his rhythms and his vocals to make you really listen to what he has to say with your mind while the visceral sounds wash over your body. This isn't to say he can't produce first-class party music. He can't, as demonstrated in his 2015 album, Heavy Habitat, and his earlier EP. But his just-released album, Memory of the World, lets you party in your mind as well as in your body. And best of all, he's here to party with us. Ryan, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey, thanks for having me. Ryan, am I pronouncing your last name correctly, Heiss? It's actually Heisey. Heisey, so. okay. I thought so. I thought so. I That's forgot to ask one. you that when we talked earlier, and I hate to mangle people's names. Well, first of all, great new album. I spent yesterday afternoon and evening listening to it, um, as well as listening to Heavy Habitat and, and the EP. I love the fact that each time I played a song, I heard something new. Now, you were the sole producer on, on the album, weren't you? Um, I actually was the, the main producer. It was also, for Memory of the World, it was co-produced by our longtime friend, Larry Crane, who actually owns a studio jackpot in Portland and a, a recording magazine called Tape Op. Well, so, the, the two of you did a, a really sophisticated job. That's why I, every time I listened to it, I heard something new. Now, your last album uh, was in 2015, so can I assume that it takes you about two years from start to finish to complete an album, or were all those songs sort of already in your middle vault? No, we started writing. The first album, Heavy Habitat, I actually played every instrument on that album, and I didn't have a band at the time, so I put together a touring band, and we went out on the road for most of 2015 and 16 and we just started writing songs well I was writing songs and demoing and bringing them to the band and then we started you know putting together as a band as opposed to just myself so kind of how it went so it did yeah it did take about two years <laughs> okay well before we talk about uh, memory of the world I want to play a little bit of it uh, this is um uh diamond decade and it's the second song in the <laughs> 
Now, that was a, a, a very drum-heavy song, uh, although the guitar hooks really pull you right through. Was that the first idea of the song with the drums so powerful? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, the song started with the guitar riff, and I think the guitar riff just lends itself to really big drums, like kind of a Zeppelin backbeat. So as soon as the first intro guitar let came in, then, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out what to do with the drums. So. Easy for you. <laughs> really? I mean, I think for all of us at the moment, we, we could hear that big backbeat, you know, that big old John Bonham drum sound. <laughs> yeah, but it 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 really wonderful. I, I I I play a little percussion, and so I pay attention to to drums and just thinking, wow, that's really good. I wish I could do that. Uh, cool. Now, in this one, you said that you had um, your band members in your first album. You did it all by yourself. Which is easier? Um, honestly, with, um, with the guys I got, I'm playing with the actual last giant members. Now, um, it's definitely easier with the band cause I'm playing with some of the best guys I've ever played with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the three of us. So we're really communicating well, we can read each other. We can go into improv if you want. And yeah. So it's definitely easier with the band, with people you click with. All right. Now the word, the concept for the lyrics come from. Um, well, the way lyrically, lyrics are always last for me. So it starts with the music and I just try and come up with, you know, I I think of it like a movie. If I close my eyes, listen to the music, what does it tell me? And there was kind of a theme that ran through the album, but I, I try and make it like, you know, kind of like a life, you know, ups and downs, lights and darks. So it's not all about one thing. Uh, with this record, it's definitely, you know, um, I think the majority of the lyrics are kind of about being human in the 21st century and um, just kind of the scary times that we're in and um, also the te- technological advances we have, you know, that we I don't think we're using to you know, full capacity to help us out as humans. So that sounds pretty heavy, but then there's some some joke songs too on the album. So I try not to take myself too seriously, but what okay. can you do? <laughs> well, you can make great music, which is, is what you do. Well, I want to play uh, another song that I think actually does take everything seriously and for a good reason. This is uh, St. Paul. about the uh, the police murder of Andrew Castillo. Um, why did you decide to write about that tragedy? Um, well, 
when I so I grew up in in Boise, Idaho, and um, when I was a kid, one of my best friends was actually killed by the police um, right when we were about 20 years old, and that's actually why I left town. And it was, you know, it obviously was a it was a really huge deal for me. And um, just reading about and watching the video of Philando Castile um, and him being shot. Uh, without doing anything wrong it just it just brought up a lot of you know a lot of emotion in me and and you know it just kind of felt like I had to filter it into the song and just give my viewpoints on how we're, we still we still are at at in the same cycles we've been in and uh lack of understanding and and a lot of ignorance and uh so that was definitely a heavy song for me for sure yeah and, and for good reason too, and the, the video and, and that uh, is just really mm-hmm. shocking. You know, I've, absolutely. I've, people have said that uh, your music lies between the present and nostalgia. You just described some of the present, um, and it may sound like this. This is me talking. It may sound like the '70s, but it isn't the '70s. So, what's different between this album and your earlier albums? Um. Well, I think it's definitely more focused all around. I mean, we I'm I'm a huge fan of the big melodies, big guitar riffs and big drums. Um I think in my earlier stuff it was it was a lot more self indulgent, I guess, and maybe more on the prog rock side and and I'd say it's just a matter of refining the sound and the songs were really um the way they came about were supernatural and very cohesive. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's just um if it's a matter of a lot of time doing this that it came together or if it was kind of the inspiration was right but um I'd say this is definitely the most focused album I've ever made. So. We're talking with uh, Ryan Heisey about his new album and his band and his music and you can talk with him too. You can call us 347-215-7511 or you can email us as some of you are already. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's, let's, let's go to some of these emails here. Uh, Lester in Tampa, Florida wants to know where the title Memories of the World came from. Um, well, for me, I just I actually just thought it up in the sense of, um, you know, these songs were a snapshot of time, kind of like our memories of the world at the time um and just kind of a snapshot of i don't know really the past six months and how crazy the world is so just in memory of now (laughs) um nante in austin who obviously has been to your website wants to know what's with the animals on your record covers they're cool but are they the last giants yeah, so this is that's a great question actually because we um we use an artist in town his name's Bryn Levinson and he's an amazing artist and his themes are really about putting they're kind of more of like a post apocalyptic situation where animals are the only ones left and they're amongst the scenery of, you know, broken down buildings and what's gonna be left from, you know, mankind. And so yeah, those animals are a representation of the last giants, last giants of Earth you know, and, and kind of an idea of the paintings he has are kind of a, you know, a circle of life in a sense. Um, 
and so we we've used him for the past two records and he's just an amazing artist so please check him out it's Bryn Levinson Bryn so. and people can also go to your your website um or your your bandcamp.com uh, site and and see the album covers yeah. there uh, Barry Epic yeah. five albums right, <laughs> right. oh yeah we love that Okay, so so where do they go to actually buy the album so they can get some of that artwork themselves? Well, it's through um, all your regular digital outlets, so you know iTunes, Amazon, um, and Google Play. We also have uh, a Bandcamp, which we try and encourage people to purchase the album from. We have vinyl and CD available as well as downloads, and that's just uh, lastgiant.bandcamp.com. Um, and those proceeds obviously go directly toward to the band, and and it's kind of the I think it's the best way for art and com- commerce right now. Sure, so. that's the best way for everybody. Um, so yeah. let me so let's say that again. That's uh, if you if you want uh, the the music and you want those wonderful album covers, go to lastgiant.bandcamp.com, and you can also feel confident that all of the proceeds will go to the band and of course as you know one of our hobby horses around here is that musicians must get paid uh and that's a good way to do it now as songs on memories of the world um they kind of move in in a different direction although they're kind of on the same highway um but there's one that that well it's on the same highway but it definitely is in kind of a different direction that's drastic plastic let's listen to this offline uh, uh, is that uh, everybody around here wishes we had a dance floor attached to the studio so when we listen to songs like that one that one because that really gets people moving is is that your your get people out of their chairs song at at live uh, performances yeah it's always we usually put it mid set and that's definitely a banger it gets people out of their seats and going so it's a fun one especially when you have people to enjoy it with you now, did 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 you decide that just you just that's such a great song you got to put it in the album, or did you decide that it fits in this particular place in the flow of the album? Yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting. Um, I usually bounce uh, song structure or or album structure off of my. Uh, um, I have a brother who's a musician too, and and he told me that's kind of the only song that he felt seemed like it maybe was out of the flow of the album but he also said it needed to be there um 
and then just in my gut too with the way we were writing at the time it's just it kind of breaks up the album nicely i think um yeah it does that's, it that's what i meant when i the said other it songs. moves in a yeah. different direction but it's on the same highway as everything else right yeah, yeah. it's but, it's definitely upbeat and, and fast and moving the other songs are kind of more of the mid-tempo kind of heavy groove stuff we've got some more emails um Cool. Leslie in Hollywood wants to know if you ever tour in Los Angeles. Yes, we just played Los Angeles. Like we just got back from tour this week. We were just out on the road for a couple of weeks, and we played Silver Lake Lounge actually uh, with our right. good friends Golden Boy and the Spreewells. So, but we will be back in the fall. So, okay. Yes, we do play Los Angeles. Uh, how can uh, Leslie keep track of your touring? Um, just uh, hook us up on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash lastgiant. Um, and just you can follow us from there or um, from the uh, the tour page there. You can click on and, and we'll give you updates as well as the okay. website. You can sign up there and Bandcamp. Okay. All right. Are, are you on uh, Bands in Town? Yes, that's. I was trying to think of the name of it. Yeah, Bandstand Town. Thank you. Okay, all right, all right. So, so Leslie, yeah. so, uh, too bad you you missed them when they were here, but they're they're coming back and uh, follow them on Bands in Town, their website, etc. All the right places. And actually, we we have the same question from Teresa in New York City. She wants to know if you've got an East Coast tour coming up. Well, it's typically it's a little tricky for us to get out to the East Coast. Um, we are heading to the Midwest. I think we're going as far east as St. Louis. But if we can get some people out there listening, we'll definitely make our way. We we want to go out there. Uh, it's just okay. a matter of being able to make it. Well, at least one has been listening. Um, show Show <laughs> in Long Beach asks this interesting question. Have you ever thought of incorporating a female voice into your songs when you dub them together? Um, well, I have in the past with, I had a former band called System and Station, and we actually incorporated, um, our friend Beth Venable on some songs. Um, we haven't done that yet with Last Giant, but always open, always open to experimenting. And I really do love the female male harmony dynamic. So the song's right. It'll happen. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, another song that's right doesn't have a female on it, but I think is is right in this album. Um, and it shows that you have a, a knack for creating kind of dreamy spaces, even when you've got a, a pounding drum, drum beat going through it. And that song is um, Blood on the Road.
just said you have a you have a way of of creating dreamy spaces even within a in a rock world. Um, I understand that dreams sometimes uh, influence your songs. Can you tell us about that? And, and was that one of those songs? Um. Well, not blood on the road actually. Um, but there is a song on the album called "Living in Photographs," and that one. And this has happened to me a bunch throughout my life is I'll have a dream and I'll hear the song and the song will be in kind of the context of the dream. I'll wake up and the entire, the entire song will be there. And living in photographs is an example that I picked up my guitar and everything was there. The verses, choruses, the middle eight, the whole thing. So, and sometimes, and at this point it's, Sometimes it, it kind of scared me before. I don't know why, but it seemed a little strange, almost ghostly. But now I just feel like it's, I don't know, a way of being connected to the universe a little bit or with myself. So, do do you keep it's a fun, um, <laughs> do you keep a pad next to your bed or a cell phone so you, when you, you can wake up and talk about your dreams? Um, no, not really. Because if I ever try and like plan anything or set it up in a controlled environment i don't think it would work so usually it's just me jumping up you know jumping up out of bed like oh i got this idea and running for my guitar and and my wife wondering what the heck is wrong and i'm like no i got the song i got the song <laughs> yeah you probably so, knows by and, now right <laughs> oh yeah definitely yeah at this point i'm like oh looks like ryan's got another song okay <laughs> well you know I've, I've talked to a, a number of, of musicians who who do the same thing that that dreams influence their songs and a lot of them keep their cell phone next to the bed they wake up and they just sing into the cell phone and they go back to sleep uh and some great songs have come out of that uh well we've got a a, a couple minutes left and in a couple minutes left uh, i know you've got this album out just out you're you're touring to promote it do you have something else in the back of your head another album that uh, we may see in a in a, in a couple of years um, well, I think we've got a couple songs right now that we're just demoing and kicking around, and I've always got a handful of songs in the back burner waiting to go. Um, but we're not too eager to jump into making a new album right now. I think we're, you know, tossed around the idea of possibly an EP in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, but really right now, just kind of focusing on this record and getting it out to people and. Yeah, because the problem is, is once you move on to the next new thing, you kind of lose your, you know, the record you're oh, working on. So we, we, we're really, really proud of this record and we really want to get it out to people. So we're going to okay. focus on playing these songs. Well, well, you should be proud of it. I think it's a, it's an outstanding piece of work. And it was, it was a lot of work, too, that uh, putting something together like this justifiably takes two years. It's uh um, I'm reading a great book now called The Anatomy of a Song, which is, goes through with interviews of the singers and the producers of how songs get put together. Everybody from uh, the Rolling Stones talk about it to other groups like that. And I'm just amazed at how much work it is to really make a song right. So you guys did it and did it really well. Oh, thank you, Patrick. Thank you very much. Well, unfortunately, we have reached the point where there's nowhere for us to go right now except off the air because we are out of time. 
So, Ryan, I really want to thank you for uh, joining us today. This has been really, really interesting. Awesome. Thank you, Patrick. Once again, let us remind people uh, where they can go to get your music. Yep. Um, Please find us at uh, lastgiantband.com. You can find us on iTunes and Amazon, Google Play, and then, of course, Bandcamp, which is our preferred method. So you can find everything you need there. Okay. uh, Make make sure you do, if you want that wonderful album art, uh, as well as the music, go to Bandcamp, and it you know fits with the ethos around here of musicians must get paid. Ryan Hesse, his new album is Memory of the World. The band is Last uh, Giant. Follow him on, as he said, Facebook, Bandcamp, stream him on Spotify, and there are tour dates on the Facebook page, and you can also follow him on Bands in Town so you won't miss any of his concerts. And I uh, want to remind everybody, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with uh, Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network and the Blog Talk Radio Network and our radio affiliates and the Artist uh, Echoes Network in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Sonano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking with Amanda Campbell from The Strands, and this time we're going to have a whole interview with her, not just a three minutes like we did two weeks ago. And we're also going to be talking with up-and-coming uh, singer-songwriter Casey McQuillan. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we're, we'll keep you updated on the guest. Good night, everybody. Good day, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with a little bit more of Drastic Plastic. <laughs>